of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Tuesday the 8th, and you are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? Uh, a little tired. I was in here late last night. I was in here till like almost 11 last night, 11.30 last night. Game night. Game Game nights. Game nights are always late and long nights, but they're worth it in the end. Uh, can't be can't be too upset, you know, being late just because of good sports. So, right. And we're yeah. going to have some some excerpts from some of the folks you talked to from the women's team. And Yep, we'll have Coach Eckleberry's interview uh, coming up here after a bit. And Marley McLaughlin, the graduate senior, had another big game last night and a big win uh, for the Lady Rams. Unfortunately, the men's team uh, took a tough loss at the buzzer last night. But we'll get... Oh, man. Uh, I know. And that was pretty much a must-win game for him last night. And they just, just came up just a little bit short. But we'll... Talk some more about that uh, in a little bit. But there's uh, all kinds of local news that has been uh, percolating. Is that oh, a good word for that? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, um, yeah over the weekend, uh, yeah. there were there were several things. You can actually read these stories at the panhandlenewsnetwork.com. But um, there was a traffic stop, and we know that some that local law enforcement gets um, money for HIDA, the high-intensity mm-hmm. drug uh, traffic um, area, funding from the federal government to help with, you know, enforcement and some of the way that they are able to, um, you know, capture these drugs coming from Baltimore or wherever they come from coming into town is they happen to catch someone during a traffic stop. Yeah. So um, over the weekend, I think it was Saturday, the state police uh, tell uh, the Panhandle News Network that they were conducting a traffic stop. There was a traffic infraction. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it what was do you just, think it was? I tail light out? I don't know. I feel know. like that's always what it is. I don't know. It's always a tail light. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you would think if people were like major drug runners, <laughs> know, they'd have a, wouldn't they fix their cars I up? I know. It's always something like that. Or like those license plate lights. Mm-hmm. That it, it seems like it's always something small like that. It right. turns into this big thing. Which is, uh, that's good for law enforcement. Exactly. But, so the, the car had just recently passed the border, you know, from, from Maryland into West Virginia, 25 mile marker, southbound, get pulled over. And uh, what I thought was interesting about this was they um, you know, they suspected there might be drugs. They they got uh, permission to search. The passenger allegedly had fentanyl capsules. With and a, a bunch of them. Yeah, with a street value of $3,000. So um, that uh, netted her arrest. Let me see if she, I can uh, read the... the I'm, looking, I'm looking at my story to see... Um, 50 capsules of fentanyl worth a, with a street value of more than $3,000. 
The uh, woman, Danielle Foltz of Martinsburg, was placed under arrest, uh, charged with possession with intent to deliver fentanyl Mm -hmm. and transporting fentanyl within the state of West Virginia. The driver was released from the traffic stop. Huh. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I've never, having gone through this, I would... <laughs> yeah. You haven't been pulled over having fentanyl in your car? No. Hasn't, <laughs> okay. hasn't happened. Yeah. No, I have to say I haven't experienced that. But so if it's your car, yeah, is, is there possession if it is in your car or is it that it was on the person of, the pers- of your passenger? It sounds like it was on the person of the passenger. Yeah. So. See, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think back to the episodes of cops and things like that that right? I've watched over the years. And I feel like it would be as long as like if one person, if the passenger was like, no, it's all mine, you know, uh-huh. it's all my in my possession and not have anything to do with the driver. I guess that would that be enough to be like, OK, you're fine. You're good to go, but you got to stay. I guess. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I just think and I'm not applying this right. to this particular story, but I thought, OK, if I'm driving along and my significant other is a felon. Yeah. Who has been charged before with and and he's like you you gotta you gotta take these drugs mm-hmm. and it's got to be on you because I'm gonna go you know oh yeah you, for I feel a long like you see time that happening a lot yeah you know you so that. then what if you know what if that's or what if you're what if you're a kid in college and your buddies all pile in the car one of them has something. And they see the cops and they stuff it under your under your seat. Yep. Is that now your problem? <laughs> Great question. They, I don't know the specifics on that. Again, yeah. I, uh, much like you, I have not also, or I also have not been in uh, that situation. Right. So I'm not too sure. <laughs> not too sure. But yeah, I mean, goodness, 50 capsules of fentanyl three, worth $3,000. That's a lot. We, and we know that fentanyl is very powerful. And, yeah. and just a little can kill someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So well, I'm um, glad that the uh, that trooper BF, I think is it, it's Garodney, right? BF Garodney. Yeah. I'm glad that he uh, was able to uh, get those fentanyl capsules and the drugs off the street. That's for and sure. And look, none of us likes to get pulled over. No. Uh, I have actually gotten pulled over. It was a very you know classic by the book. Um, Were you stop. Speeding? No, it was it was the tag light. Oh. See, I told you. I had a tag light that twice it's happened where it just like fizzled out. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't look at my tag, right? Right. right. You know? Um, well, I'm, knock I'm, on wood, I've never been. Well, I got put over once when I was on my learner's permit still with uh-huh. my sister in the car. And the cop thought I was running from him. It was crazy. I was like, I'm just trying to get back from the movie theater. I just don't know how to work this <laughs> gas pedal yet. I'm, I'm just trying to get back from the movie theater, man. Like, <laughs> You need one of those stickers, like student and my, driver. And my sister having my back like she should, my older sister. Um, she, I remember her telling the cop like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to get back before curfew. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Break that one back. down, young, young folks. Hey, that's like... back. I'll never forget that pullover. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's my first, I, I'm not, I'm on my learner's permit still. You died. It's my first <laughs> traffic stop. And I see this cop walking up and he's walking real slow. He's got his hand up a bit. He's got the light, the spotlight beaming mm-hmm. into the uh, side mirror. So I can't really see. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And he's like, put your hands on the wheel. I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh. And he's like, uh, he's like, is everything all right? And then he, I guess he realized he saw the terror in our faces. Uh-huh. And he like calmed down a bit. And he was like, yeah, you know, you kept speeding up after uh, I pulled out behind you and thought you were running. I was like, sir, I didn't one, see you behind me. And two, uh, this is my mom's car. I had no idea how fast I was going. So <laughs> crazy. But that was when I was like 16. My but that mom's was last car. time. Knock on wood. It's the last time. Wow. Well, good. Yeah. That is a good thing. But, but I imagine. You know, if someone is in a car and they've got something they shouldn't have, that could go a right. lot different. So 
Hats good off. job for getting that off. Yeah, hats street. off to them. And um, then, uh, unfortunately, there was a tragedy um, south 11, uh, south of Martinsburg over the weekend. A pedestrian, 19 mm. years old, walked into the line of traffic, was struck apparently by a, a pickup truck, and the folks went on. Um, so the, the young man succumbed to his injuries, mm. and deputies about three and a half hours after that incident tracked down the truck and arrested to Martinsburg residents. And mm. I think it's one of those, and I was trying to think about this in my head too. Like if, if you're just driving and you strike something and you're like, that might've been a person. I imagine there's a moment there when people have to make a decision. Uh, that's a fight or flight situation. Are you turning sure. around and trying to, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I just caused this. What do I do and stay? Mm-hmm. Or do you panic? You know? Well, not to be that guy that brings his hobbies into every situation, but it happens a lot with cyclists out on the road. They get oh. hit, and then people, you know, panic because they, you know, hit, struck a person, they hit someone, right? And they like fly off, or you know, a lot of time people are just mad that people are riding bikes out on the roads anyway. So then yeah. they're just like, forget it, and they keep going like that. But yeah, uh, I again, I'm not trying to. I'm putting so much karma out in the world saying this again, but uh, I've never hit anything like that either, like an animal or, right. you know, I mean, I think I hit a squirrel once, something like that, but. You didn't feel bad though. I mean, he's squirrel. a squirrel. Not the squirrel. But yeah, I don't know. I, that, that has to be, there has to be that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, what uh-huh. do I do? Yeah. My daughter know. was just, and I won't say which one, but she was just <laughs> starting driving, but this is, she had spent the, the previous five years um, criticizing my driving, like just like, oh my gosh, mom, you're gonna hit an animal. If you're, and I'm not a bad driver, but she's just like, you know, mm-hmm. Monday morning quarterbacking, mm-hmm. right? For whatever reason, one of the first times she's out driving on her own in our neighborhood, she hits. I don't know what it was like a groundhog. Oh. And she comes home. And she's like, Mom, I, I think I hit a, a groundhog. I'm like, Well, did it run off? No, I, I don't think it did. We we went back and it was gone, but there was huh. like blood. So so, but she never Jeez. criticized my, you know. Uh-uh, not after that. Because once you kill. Oh my god. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna get to our first break. We'll come back and we'll talk. Shepherd men's and women's basketball had some big big games last nice. night against Cal PA. Uh, they came into the butcher center, a packed house at the butcher center uh, last night. So we'll talk about that here in just a second on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik, and we had some big basketball games here on WPM and WCST last night. Men's and women's shepherd basketball, both facing the Cal PA Vulcans, which I didn't, I wanted to look into that a little bit more, and I never did about what Vulcans mean. Is Cal, Cal PA is up Pittsburgh ish area, right? I'm guessing you Vulcans would I, be some steel thing. Like vulcanizing the metal? I guess. Well, I, okay. Because it looks like a steel worker in their thing. Oh, so th- did they have a mascot there? No, it didn't not look at like the game. Spock. No. Huh, okay. they so that it didn't go that way. No, it wasn't so I guess that it's some kind of steel thing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Okay. I get what you're saying now. Anyways. 
Um, what was that? Now I forget. Where My I was humor going. goes unappreciated. <laughs> no, it does go appreciated. Just maybe a little bit <laughs> after the fact. Put it hang in a little the bit air delayed. For it gets appreciated. But um, big win for the women's team, sixty or seventy-six to sixty-six over a tough tough Cal PA team and unfortunately uh, the men took the loss last night right at the buzzer 61 to 64 that was a tough one and it was uh, not actually a must win game but for the most part a must win game uh, for the men's team that have uh, that kind of struggled right after the Christmas break and you know have worked their way back into you Mm -hmm. know some PSAC tournament contention and things like that but the loss last night uh, definitely gave them a little bit of a struggle there but uh, the women did they have been winning everything it seems the whole year i mean their record now 18 and 4 after that 76 to 66 win uh, over the cal pa vulcans last night and we were able to catch up with coach eckleberry right before the men's game to hear her thoughts on the win and i'm down here with the head coach for the women's team jenna eckleberry after a 76 to 66 win against a really tough cal pa team now it was a hard-fought win did you expect Cal to come out as aggressively on defense as they did to start the game? Yeah, we, we fully expected that. Cal is number one in the league in forcing turnovers. They forced 24, 25, tur- about 25 turnovers a game. So we knew what they did. They do the same thing every year. So we are definitely prepared for it. Now, at the half, it was 29 to 27. And it seemed like they really had you know a cap on the big three there in that first half. And really into the second half for a bit there towards halfway to the third quarter. What was the talk with the team during the halftime break to kind of get them refocused and figure out a way to get through this Cal defense? We needed, we needed everyone to stay involved, not just the big three. And we tried to get Megan Shipley. She had a couple nice drives. Hannah Myers gets some steals and gets herself going. So we just wanted to stay disciplined and run our offense and then see what kind of mismatches we were going to have because they were switching everything. So uh, we just stuck to the game plan, game plan and stayed patient. That was going to be my next question. The big three, I mean, they had their, they went out and got their points. I mean, Beeman with 25, McLaughlin with 24, Clayton with 13. It's kind of crazy that you can kind of gloss over big points like that as they get them day in and day out. But players coming off the bench like uh, Hannah Myers, Megan Shipley, different players like that, how critical are there? Are the role players going to be coming down the stretch, especially when it seems like teams are really starting to try to lock down your big three? Yeah, that we, we, we added some new plays before this game because we knew they were going to crack down on the big three. We're so easy to scout now, and then our last outing you know we shot so poorly and all of our shots came from the big three so we got to get everybody involved we got to have more contribution but I thought Jordan Smith number 22 did a heck of a job off the bench she's our spark plug she, she buckles down on defense and she had some run out layup so um, we know what it takes to win a championship and that's everyone involved now you got a big game. You finally get a couple of days break, but you got a big game coming up here at home at the Butcher Center on Saturday against Cutchtown coming into town. What do we expect them? What's the game plan for the uh, Bears coming down? Well, we're going to definitely enjoy tonight, and then <laughs> after that, we're going to get focused. But last time we played them, they played a, they played a triangle and two on Abby and Marley, and uh, said everybody else has to beat us, and we had a very poor shooting day. So. Uh, we're going to be very well prepared. We're going to put some new plays in. And, um, you know, this is going to be one and two in the conference. And they've got us at home, on their home court. So we got to get them in our home court. And I heard it's going to be a packed house. It is going to be a packed house, that's for sure. And I wouldn't be too surprised if most of the people aren't coming out to watch your team play. Again, another big 76-66 to 66 win against a tough Cal PA team. Coach, thanks for time. Thank you very much. And that was Coach Jenna Eckleberry, women's head coach Jenna Eckleberry, after their 76 to 66 win last night over the Cal Vulcans, and uh, we know what a Vulcan is now. Yes, I did some research. What do you got? Roman god of fire. 
So there has to be some steel thing, right? Yeah, I, it makes sense because yeah. he's got like a big hammer thing. Yeah. So so he's getting ready to hammer some steel and refine it. Exactly, exactly. So that's nice. I'm glad we figured that out. But um, during the halftime of the men's game, we were able to catch up with one of the big or leading scorers from uh, last night, Marley McLaughlin, uh, to talk about, you know, they had a tough loss last Saturday against Bloomsburg uh, on the road. And, uh, you know, we wanted to hear about how, you know, that game was her performance wasn't necessarily the best for her standards, um, but how she was going to bounce back and, uh, you know, bounce back well for the game and the win last night. New season, same goal. Shepherd Basketball is on 93.7, 1340 WEPM Martinsburg and 93.5, 1010 Berkeley Springs. Welcome back to the Butcher Centers. We're at halftime in the, men, in the men's game, 33-30. to 30, And we are in the Rams at halftime show brought to you by Captain Bender's Tavern. Like no other in historic Sharpsburg, Maryland. They offer something for everyone. Check out their live entertainment throughout the month. Enjoy beer or try something delicious from their full lunch and dinner menu. A proud sponsor of Shepherd University Athletics. And before we get into talking about this men's game, I've got a special guest up here in the booth with us after their 76-66 to 66 huge win over the IUP, uh, well, the IUP, the Cal PA Vulcans. I think I said IUP five times tonight. Uh, it's Marley McLaughlin. Marley, welcome in. Hi, thank you. So, yeah, Marley, you had 24 points tonight on 61% shooting against a tough Cal PA team tonight. How was it dealing with that defense and still getting a 24-point outing tonight? Uh, they, they're really good. They're one of the best defenses in the conference. Um, so for all of us to convert and to score how we did, it was really great. Um, I think that, I mean, their defense, they're everywhere. They have great help. Um, they help the helper. Everybody's moving. So for us to score... It, it was a really great thing for us. Yeah, we were talking about up here, like how they were kind of pressing Abby a bunch of that game, getting in her face, getting getting her kind of stirred up there in that little bit of that first half. And yeah, see you guys fight through that. We said that was a really tough mental win for you guys. How deep into this season, like the mental game is more than just the playing out there. How much of a, if it is a mental game than anything else? Um, honestly, we actually, as a team, we were just talking about this a little while ago, a couple days ago. I think that the mental game is much more than the physical game. I think that. Um, for our team, we're the only ones that can stop us. I don't think, like, when we're playing our basketball, I don't think anybody can stop us, and so I think it's a complete mental game. I think so as well, too. So, uh, Bloomsburg game was an untypical night from you. Mm-hmm. Nine points, What wasn't your best shooting night. What was uh, what happened that game? Because I know you wanted to get back at Bloomsburg. They could beat you guys right when you got off your COVID layoff. What, could you explain what happened that game? Um, I just wasn't shooting. I, I couldn't get the ball to go through the net to save my life. I tried everything. I was shooting threes. I was trying to get to the basket. I, 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 I got to the free throw line, and that was my biggest thing. I wanted to see the ball go through the net, but still, I, I couldn't hit a shot. Wow. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. It, it's kind of crazy. But uh, Saturday, Kutztown's coming in. Mm-hmm. This is a big-time matchup in the Pusakis. Number one versus number three in the standings. How big is this game Saturday to not only you, but for the rest of your teammates and for everybody in the program? It's huge. We know what's on the line. Um, We were in this position my junior year. Um, We lost to them, and losing to them ultimately gave them the championship. So we know what's on the line, and we're excited and we're ready. And, yeah, that'll be this Saturday. It's going to be a packed house. Uh, Jordan and Coach Eckleberry were talking about it. It's going to be a packed house this Saturday. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely going to be a big-time game. And uh, we're going to send it back over to Jordan now. That was uh, graduate senior Marlon McLaughlin. 24 points tonight, a big win over Cal PA. Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook too easy. i got one more question for you. (laughs) Now, uh, of course, you, Abby Beeman, and Cindy Clayton are the big three, right? Like, people call us the big three, but I don't like it because I think that it's more of everybody. Yeah. And I think that um, there's plays and there's people, like, 
they just go unknown and people miss out on so many plays that they make that help us to win. It's not just us three. It's not just the big three. It's Hannah Myers has great defense, stellar defense. Megan Shipley, um, Jordan Smith, like everybody is contributing, and I think it plays like a much bigger role. So like in these games where, like last time we played Cutsdown, they ran a triangle in two. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's big for these other players to step up and to work on their game and to not, not shoot, <sighs> to stick to what they know best and not make other teams make us switch up what we're doing and I think that'll be the key to Saturday. Well again a big 76 to 66 win. If you'd have heard your coach when I was talking to her before uh, the men's game she was so excited with how big of a win that is and how well you guys played the whole game. Yeah. I mean, it was a little touch and go there in the first half. I think that's just because Cal came out as wildly aggressive as they did. Took you guys a second on the back foot but then you turned it around and you played great again. Speaking with Marlon McLaughlin had uh, 24 points on the game, 3 rebounds and assists. Uh, thanks for stopping up and chatting with us a bit. Thank you very much. Absolutely. We'll be back for your Rams halftime show here on 93.7. And that was uh, Marlon McLaughlin. 24 points in the win. The 76-66 win for the Shepherd Lady Rams team last night over a super, super tough opponent in the Cal PA Vulcans. So if you uh, missed any of that or want to listen back to any of that, you can find it over on our WPM and WCST uh, Facebook page. Very nice. Very cool. And, and Parker Stone. Oh, yes. And that was Parker Stone that you heard there uh, speaking with Marley uh, McLaughlin. You can hear him over on 92.9 WXDC during the middays. And then uh, he also does play-by-play for Berkeley Springs uh, basketball. So, which, goodness, it seems like high school sports, high school basketball, at least in certain areas, just doesn't happen anymore because of COVID. It seems like they get canceled because That's unfortunate. of think this. I know. It's still not as bad as last year. No. But. No. And uh, thank goodness we don't have to worry about that dang color map anymore because right. that was the most confusing <laughs> confusing thing in the world but uh, if you missed any of that with uh, coach Eckleberry or Marlon McLaughlin you can find it over on our pan or over on our WPM and WCST Facebook page yeah but coming up after the break we're gonna have Sam Rock founder president uh, executive director of Battle Buddy Response Team on. They have uh, a lot of stuff going on. They got a new office space starting up. And of course, they're doing a lot of cool things with veterans and uh, people of need around the area. So it'd be nice to catch up with Sam Rock. Again, founder, president, executive director of Battle Buddy Response Team. It's coming up after the break here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. Uh, you can provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location at downtown Martinburger, 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And joining us on the line is Sam Rock, founder, president, executive director of Battle Body Response Team. Sam, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad I was able to get you on and not uh, totally blow up the board in front of me trying to... <laughs> goodness, you think it's it was my first the time? One, it's the one button. Believe me, every time you're gone... I know. i got to have you start running the board, Marcia. Uh, well, you, today, you today I knew. There today I knew which button it was. Maybe I was doing that as a test. Uh, okay. Well, I, I passed. You failed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay. Sure. sure. <laughs> so, Sam, you, how's, how are the new digs in Waynesboro? Yeah. It's going well. It's going very, very well. We're very, very fortunate. Um, you know, we got we have volunteers coming out of the woodwork. Um, you know, we have just everything really coming together, and it's it's a true, true blessing uh, for Battle Buddy Response Team. So, for folks who aren't familiar with this story, that was kind of a minor miracle too that you guys found this office space and yes. storage space. 
Yes, yes. So, so the the office uh, space that we did find is right downtown on the square in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. Um, and actually, it was it was something where we were looking at another location, and they offered us um, a great deal, but there was a lot of work that was uh, needed to be done. And so we kind of looked around the area for something else, and we came across this place, and it's going to fit us perfectly and be able to fit the needs that we're looking for and then also be able to help the community as well. So you will still officially be based out of the Eastern Panhandle, but you've, you've got this um, this other facility that will allow you to, to do so much more. That's right. And as a, uh, as a nonprofit that's incorporated, um, we are incorporated out of uh, the state of West Virginia where our 501c3 is originated. Um, but being incorporated allows us to work in other states as a foreign corporation. And so that's kind of like what McDonald's does and Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, and stuff like that, uh, and Sheets. And, and that's how they're able to work in various states. And so we, we plan to do that nationwide as well. But the very first office we can imagine really opening up anywhere else, um, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, helped us out back in 2020 when everything was shut down, locked down. And uh, they, they allowed us to come out and they actually sponsored us and supported us uh, through that pandemic to really make sure that our organization uh, stayed afloat and stayed out there so we could keep helping veterans and their families. And um, you have some, some warehouse space there as well or, or storage for the things that you guys are able to, um, to gather for supplies for, for example, that tornado response that you were able to, to, uh, to do late last year? Yes. So the office is uh, big enough for um, some smaller donations um, that we receive so we can hand them out right there at that office. Uh, but we are looking for a sponsor to provide um, a enclosed trailer that we can stock and have that on ready at all times for any national disaster. Um, whenever our organization signed up for various things throughout the government. We signed up for national disaster. And since we've opened, uh, we've been to three different of actually correction, four different towns that have been struck by a tornado Mm. and were able to assist anywhere from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, all the way out to Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, and also Cookville, uh, Tennessee. We've been able to help out since 2020. And for people that might be just hearing about this for the first time, I mean, you guys just pick up and go. As soon as you hear the call, you are gone. I mean, you did that uh, right during, I mean, Christmas. You picked up and, you know, left your families, yes. but you, you heard somebody called out for help, and when you heard it, you went for it. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, our organization is a rapid response team um, full of combat veterans, veterans and their families. And what we do um, is we actually go and check on the veteran or their family in person at their homes. Um, And we try to at least get there within 24 hours of receiving that concern um, party, uh, their information about the veteran or their family. Uh, And then we like to bring the services to the doorsteps of peer support, peer mentoring, and veteran advocacy. Um, And and with this office that we're getting in Waynesboro, we're opening in Waynesboro, uh, it's going to be something a little bit different. Um, but we'll still be able to run general operations for that area out of that office. But we're also going to call this office a PPO or professional preventive office. Um, And we're going to hold classes at this office. We're going to do outreaches out of this office um, and, and so on and so forth. 
So Samuel Rock is with us, founder, president, executive director of Battle Buddy Response Team. You're one guy, but you've got some very talented uh, folks helping you out, also combat veterans in in many yep. cases. Um, yep. I know you've been stretched really thin, and you're you're looking for more volunteers. Can you tell us about that? Yes, yes. So the different uh, opportunities that we're offering uh, are, you know, anywhere from doing classes to doing outreach to helping out the homeless to um, to the general battle buddy response team stuff of veteran response teams where they're combat veterans and they're traveling over the road to help out uh, local veterans and their families uh, all the way to national disasters. Um, so we're looking for about 25 to 50 applicants to apply on our website through battlebuddyresponseteam.org. And whenever they apply, we're going to ask them to come in for an interview to our local office in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, and kind of get them placed, whether if we feel like they would be a good fit for the veteran response team or the um, or the disaster team or maybe the PPO office um, that we're opening there in, in Waynesboro. Uh, so there's a bunch of different fields, but we would definitely love in the next 30 days to have anywhere from 25 to 50 applicants that are willing to come in to volunteer with us um, to help us get everything up and running and then also stick with us and join our family and be permanent with us. And and hopefully one day uh, we'll be gifted uh, with uh, either a grant or some kind of funding to be able to hire uh, combat veterans, veterans and their families um, that, that just want to go out and just help people out in the communities. Now, after uh, speaking with you, meeting with you a couple of different times now, uh, you know, over the months, I bet you this place is going to look pretty cool once you get it all set up and uh, figured out. Have you, you thought about any design things for the new uh, Waynesboro office yet? Yes, yes. So we're, we're keeping it. We're trying to make it as, as functional as possible. The only problem that we're running into is, is um, the, the fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, everything costs a lot of money. Uh, for everything that we want to do, we want to try to keep it as simple as possible. So we've had Labor's Office Furniture in Hagerstown, Maryland. Uh, they were able to uh, make sure that we have the desk that we need, the furniture gets set up the way it needs to be. Um, we have a bunch of different other businesses that are just stepping up and saying, you know what, let's go ahead and donate this to you or, or give you this for, for half off or, or something of the sort. And I know the last thing, one of the biggest ticket items that we need is a perforated a window covering on the front of the office, and we've had three different companies give us prices, and it's going to cost roughly right around $2,100 uh, to get the perforated so we can put our information on the outside. We can see out from inside the office, but mm-hmm. people cannot see in from outside, and we want to do that because we want to protect the privacy of the mm-hmm. veterans and their families that are coming in and wanting to seek help or wanting to help the community. Right, because you want to be a safe space you know, when it comes down to it. Exactly. Very correct. We want we want everybody to feel safe. We want people to have fun. Um, we there's there's a lot of things that that we want to do uh, that other people might not want their neighbors knowing about or, or whatever. And we just want to be able to keep them as private as possible. And the best way to do that is to have a perforated covering on the three windows and in the front of our uh, location there. So I I know you guys can take monetary donations, but um. Also, another way to give is to shop. I, I noticed on your on your Facebook page, you guys have some swag, um, some Battle Buddy Response Team T-shirts and hoodies that folks can order. But um, they're they're running out of time because they've only got till the fifteenth. I understand. 
That's that's very correct. So we did a, a trio collaboration between three different companies um, on our last Grunt Style design. This is our fourth Grunt Style design. Grunt Style reached out to us probably about, about a year ago, and they asked if we could do some designs so they could sell it on their website, and then they'll cut us a donation check. Well, we've done three designs before this one. This one is very special because we invited in Metro Wraps. Metro Wraps is out of Miami, Florida. It's the same company that stepped up and fully wrapped our Ram F or our Ram fifteen hundred uh, Eco Diesel. They wrapped the whole thing. They designed it, and um, we asked them to join us with this grunt style design and battle buddy response team. And they blew it out of the water. Um, it's fantastic. We're offering two different colors. Um, um, there's a hoodie, and then it says men's T-shirt. Well, the men's T-shirt is like a unisex shirt, mm-hmm. um, and they couldn't change the verbiage on that. <laughs> um, but we do offer military green and black in the design, and it, the uh, the sale is only up on gruntstyle.com until the 15th of February. So definitely get it while you can. Purchase early Christmas gifts or, or get something for your loved one for Valentine's Day. But purchasing this Grunt Style Battle Buddy Response Team Metro Wraps design is something that's going to just help spread awareness about Battle Buddy Response Team and ultimately hopefully save lives and, and have people just live a better, fulfilled life. My goodness, you talk about buying Christmas gifts already. I got what? 360 days. How many days? I mean, how many you don't days have removed? Are we? Many. 250 days. Yeah, until you're running out of time. Until Jordan. I do my shop. No, I'm saying I'm cutting down until I do my shopping the day before Christmas. It was. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice. A couple family members this year uh, got a little sick right before the holidays, so we had to delay things, which meant I was able to delay buying gifts an extra two weeks, which is always a good thing. But again, we're speaking with Samuel Rock, founder, president, executive director of Battle Buddies Response Team. You guys always do so much great work uh, for you know folks all around the country really and you do it at the drop of a hat and it takes a special person to do that uh, and it's very impressive that you and your crew uh you know are up to the task so before we let you go sam can you let everybody know where they can get in touch again i mean you've said it a couple times but let everybody know uh, where they can get in touch with you find out more about battle buddy uh, response team and definitely how to donate or get involved uh definitely it's it's very easy you can go to our website battlebuddyresponseteam.org or you can stop by our office in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania at 10 East Main Street, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, 17268. Um, or you can just give us a call at 855-777-BBRT or 2278. And honestly, I could not have done this alone. We have some really amazing, dedicated volunteers that are active duty, that are prior service, that are combat veterans, that are family members of the military. And then also, you know, we have some uh, civilians that love military in general, and they're just, everybody's just coming and working together. So this is definitely not a one-person thing. This is definitely a, a team effort. Well, I know the work that you and your team are doing is greatly appreciated by many, many people. So thank you for doing that. Thanks for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks again, ma'am. And that was Samuel Rock, uh, Samuel Rock, founder, president, executive director of Battle Buddy Response Team, talking about their new uh, office space up in Waynesboro and some of the stuff that they are getting into. And man, it's you know, like I said, it's impressive the stuff that him and his team do because it's an emergency call. And exactly. They, they, uh, you know, sometimes they have to go and raise the funds as they're going. You know. Yeah, it's, when he was talking about going down to the, it was Kentucky, right, with the hurricane mm-hmm. with the tornado, and he was saying, "Yep, I mean it." Two days, three days before Christmas, but we got the call, so we're going.
Yeah. And then they got the big convoy. They had state troopers from different states, you know, escorting them down. It was amazing. Very cool. Very cool. But again, that was Samuel Rock, founder, president, executive director of Battle Buddy Response Team, uh, giving us a little update as to what is the well, state of now for Battle Buddies Response Team. It seems like things are going pretty well, which is good, because if things are going well for Battle Buddy Response Team, that means things are going well uh, for people in need, uh, especially, you know, the men and women of the service of the services uh, that are in need. That means that they're helping them. So that's check out good. their social media battle buddy response team. Um, you can get a link to, to shop for those uh, hoodies. Those are cool and, hoodies. And also they're great updates uh, pretty regularly. Absolutely. So you can catch all that. If you missed it over on our Panhandle live Facebook and Spotify pages a little bit after, well in a, in a little bit, but after this break, our last break, we'll be back here on Panhandle live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle news network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. Visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. Now, Marsha, got a big, uh, well, is it a big holiday? I, I think feel, it is a big holiday, right? I feel like you've, right? given, you've given me homework. You're like, oh, I'm going to ask you about this, so now I have to feel like I'm an expert. But What do you think the girl that he's singing about in this song gave him for Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> <quest>. Heartbreak, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it goes south, Jordan. Hey, hey, that's trust a me, life I know lesson that, that sometimes that. your Valentine doesn't stay your Valentine. So. Well, I'm, I feel like I'm not going out on too far of a limb here, Marcia, <laughs> but I would say that you are a fan of Valentine's Day. I, I love holidays, so yeah. So is so. Here's a question: oh, you're Is is this a holiday or is it a? Because you know you're gonna you're gonna see all of it, all the scorned people okay, look, and, and it, all the single people out there. It doesn't matter if, in fact, it is a commercialized <laughs> holiday brought to us by by the hallmarks of the world. I'm I'm okay with it because this just you're a fan me, of love. It just gives me a chance. Like I'll send a little care package yeah. to my girls, and I always know I can hit it out of the park by getting my my dear husband mm-hmm. chocolate. So that's what it, my next question for you is. Uh, I'm, you know, this is my, one of the first, well, I can't, I really can't keep saying that I'm new to the area anymore. Uh-huh. I really can't, but I still kind of am. So if you were going out or when you go out uh-huh. uh, locally to do your Valentine's day shopping, where are you going? Okay. So, and, and I know there are other chocolate places. Right. I'm not saying this to exclude say This is your anyone. personal opinion. Okay. First hit is the flurries mm-hmm. in downtown. You cannot go wrong with the right. flurries because they'll, they'll hook you up with the most beautiful Little heart-shaped um, boxes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand. I, write this stuff down. I understand that the folks um, from Flowers Unlimited have their new Jordan and Hess a location mm-hmm. yep. near the square, and they're offering chocolates. Hmm. So I can't imagine they're gonna, you know, do a bad job. Yeah. So no. uh, although I haven't, I haven't been in there. I just saw like a couple days ago that they're mm-hmm. offering chocolates. Nibblins on the old um, walking mall in Winchester. Okay. Yeah. Their fudge is thebomb.com. Oh, they have a, truffles. I'm not a fudge fan. Okay. I'll do truffles. Some people are. 
you can buy like I bought six pounds of fudge for my six husband. Pa- for see, Christmas and that's why I don't. That's I think that's where I lose the connection with. Fudge. <laughs> I thought you were saying respect. All well, respect for you, Marsha. No, no. <laughs> I feel like when people talk about fudge, it's always in pounds. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I have thirteen pounds of fudge at the house. Like I made forty pounds over the weekend for Christmas. It's like, why do you have? Because you can never purpose? have enough. Apparently, <laughs> I find it to be really rich. But like, yeah. it, it, people in my family love fudge. So anyway, so nibblings, and then this is a bit of a fur drive. But if you're going towards Gettysburg, oh, I already know what you're going to say. Mister Ed's <laughs> yeah. Elephant Museum and Candy Emporium in Ortana is like it's it's an it's a destination, mm. and they've got they've got bulk candy. They've got all kinds of good chocolate, and they too have fudge. So right. Those are my those are my three. Don't miss. All right, I'll have to try and remember that. I'll have to try and remember that. But what uh, what would you want to receive for Valentine's Day? My my favorite gift my husband has ever got me for Valentine's Day. I mm-hmm. think I'm, I'm trying to like this has been more than thirty Valentines. Ooh. Before, um, I love the little peanut butter melt away, um, in the heart box from. DeFlores. Oh yeah. So. Hmm. Yep. Well, there you go. That's my if love Mr. language. <laughs> Say, Mr. Bach is listening. There you go. There's your there's your uh, hint. But, Get out there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he's able to listen right now. But <laughs> but here, but here are apparently the top gifts for men and women okay. for Valentine's Day. All right, for men. Now I'm going to exclude a few, a few of these. But oh, uh, <laughs> number one, a card. Number two, a nice dinner out. Uh, number three, chocolates or candy. Uh, and then in fourth place, nothing. In all caps, it says nothing. The, okay, so wait a but minute. But that's for men. Are these that's responses men. that men have made? And they're like, this just is a, don't a, get me anything. <laughs> this is a poll that found uh, the top gifts for men and women uh, for Valentine's is Day. It, so that was I, men. I cry foul. Do they really you know, want a card? Do you, I, I love getting cards. Really? Yeah, it's 2022. Nobody's sending cards anymore. Okay. I love opening my mailbox. And so that's a, a novelty. Yeah, of course. Okay. And dinner out, can't beat that. Okay, see, I believe the dinner out and candy and chocolate, but yeah. like card? Yeah, card okay. for sure. All but right. uh, the top things uh, that apparently women want this year are a card, flowers, chocolates or candy, a nice dinner out, and jewelry. So I'm guessing that means all of it. Huh. <laughs> so okay, you so it, if you if you want my opinion... Most of that, great, especially if the card has a handwritten note oh, yeah. of love. Oh, yeah. I don't really care for the jewelry. I would, If I'm buying jewelry, I'd like to pick it out myself. Yeah. Sorry. So you're saying a, <laughs> uh, a card and a gift card. A, a card and some candy. I would much prefer to get a big heart full of peanut butter melt-aways from De Fleury's. There you go. And so... Well, cool. Well, there you go. There's your... Uh, huh. Okay. Yeah. There's your Valentine's Day outlook. Oh, we got a week, right? Yeah. Okay. A little less than a week. Get busy. So that's another reminder for I'll say for the fellas out there. We got a week. Uh-huh. Got one week until Valentine's Day. If you haven't oh, uh, thought it, of any of it yet. Also, they have Valentine pe- uh, peeps. Like so. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Peeps are always the way to go. I, you can't I go guess. wrong with peeps. <laughs> can't go wrong with peeps. But uh, I think that just about does it for us uh, for today here on Panhandle Live. If you missed any of it, listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But for Marsh Kavalik, I'm Jordan Icewarren. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow.
WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.